Hello, wild beings. I hope you are doing fabulous. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Emily, a certified personal trainer, optimal living coach, nature immersion guide, and energy moon coherence coach. I'm also just trying to live as wild as possible in this world and reality that we are all a part of. I love this conversation I had with my friend Alyssa. I connected with her about a little bit over a year ago, and that's when we became friends. And ever since then, we've just been growing and evolving and really holding good space for each other to transcend into who we are meant to be in this world. In this conversation, we get into chakras, energy healing, our different paths, how to release and let things go, removing expectations, and we just dive into how Alyssa has grown in the past year, what we're currently learning, and our dreams. It's always so nice to meet people that can hold similar vibrations as you and have these more deep real conversations i have been feeling so connected and free lately i am very very excited to release my website soon and offer some coaching and sell optimal living boxes and self-care boxes so stay tuned for that follow me on instagram at livingwild.me to stay up to date on my latest adventures and podcasts if you haven't listened to some of my other podcasts check them out i've interviewed some fabulous people if you enjoyed this conversation please share it with a friend by all means leave me a review and subscribe to my podcast sending you love and i hope you enjoy this conversation with me and Alyssa. Hey, Alyssa. Beautiful. How are you doing? Wonderful. How are you? Good. I'm house sitting with a bunch of doggies. So I saw Bessie. Goodness. Look at that fluffy baby. So fluffy. Yes. (laughs) I watched this this puppy when she was born from when she was like born to 10 weeks old and then I hadn't seen her and now she's 20 weeks old. So it's so well, fun. Didn't to come you here. start doing that in like last March or something around? Yeah. So I've house sat for these people because they have, they have two goats, a miniature pig, 10 chickens, like eight bunnies, a parrot, cats, and like three dogs. And so what so they I have been connected with them for like a year now and Mm -hmm. they breed these dogs so they're Landseer dogs they're very uncommon in America so she was like oh I would love if you would help me once the puppies are born because she literally stayed up all night with them and then I would come in the morning and watch them all day so I would love to spend time with puppies (laughs) I know it was the best side job ever and this is such a fun it just always reminds me how much I love animals whenever I'm house sitting because it's like you're just surrounded by such good energy and they just are so comforting and I just love being around animals I know I want one of my own yes you need to get one (laughs) what kind of animal would you get um I'm open to cats or dogs Mm. I think I want a dog because it's just more com- that companion 
Yes, for sure. The cats are definitely easier, though, because you can, like, leave them. For times where dogs require more of your attention, but then I think that there's, like, pros and cons of both dog or cat. I think I would be willing to cut some things out of my schedule to spend time with a little cutie. I know. So how are you doing? I haven't chatted with you for a while. I know. I'm really good. I mean, just feeling very connected with where I'm going and what I want to do. And just the steps in doing that feel like it's just a very flowy time in my life. That's so good. What are you trying to, like, what are your intentions right now? What are you trying to create or what are you working on? So I'm working on a program. It's called Dare to Dream. Mm-hmm. And actually the chakras are like the backbone of it. Okay. So it's a program on living your best life, opening up to your dreams and actually not being afraid to go out and do it but using the chakras as a way to access that deeper level. So what made you want to use the chakras as your backbone for your program? Honestly, it was my mom's idea. Mm. So I have it. I have the chakras tattooed on my arm because I love them. It's a big meaning to me. And I was talking with her over Christmas and I was explaining how I wanted to teach people and what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And then she looked at me. She's like, Alyssa, you already know. You have this whole thing right here. And I was like, why didn't I think of that? Because <laughs> it's right in front of my face. And so seeing the bigger picture, she helped. Mm-hmm. And then when just- was the first time that you heard about chakras? I mean, my mom has done some work with chakras. But as a young kid, it didn't make sense to me. Yeah. Oh, cool energy. Um, and I've always believed in that more. I feel like mm-hmm. I'm not so much a religious person, more of a spiritual being who still believes in higher power. Um, but it was when it was actually a little less than a year ago, almost a year, um, when I took the holistic lifestyle certification through Paul Check. Mm he started really talking about the chakras and how it's connected to your physical body as well, just how much it's connected. And I was like, I got to know more. This makes total sense to me. And it's just been a fascination and something I've wanted to learn about more and more since then. How do you describe what a chakra is to somebody that has never heard of that word before? I explain it more as like it's the energy within you mm-hmm. so the systems that are connected to you on a different level and when I compare it to how people like if they are religious and go through the by the bible and all of that I there's certain things that make sense with the bible and with chakras I believe like I think they have the same guide mm-hmm. if you will so sometimes explaining it that way helps yeah but it's to me it's simply it's just your energy field yeah these are the things that if you don't address certain areas emotionally and spiritually it's going to affect you physically mm-hmm. 
And that has helped a lot with training as well. Yeah, whether it be, because I'm so intrigued with the chakra system and just these like spinning wheels of energy. I always, you know, felt like everything's energy and we're energy and just really learning about in the untethered soul, which I know you wanted to read, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just reading it. I'm like halfway done now. In the last chapter, I think you would love because it's all about energy and the way he's explaining it is you have energy and if you're not completely open to everything, that energy is going to be blocked and you're going to be closed. So I had never really heard about how his, his way of saying it is if you're resistant to something, like if I'm, if I don't like your energy and I just put a block up, I'm resisting your energy. And so I'm creating a blockage of my energy. And then Mm -hmm. also he discusses it where if you're clinging on to good energy, right. That you're creating, you know, blockages. And I had never really thought of the, like how clinging on to good energy could be harmful for you. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely heard that in other forms because you're not letting that flow. That goes right with you need to, no matter what emotion it is, you need to let it flow through you. Let it do its thing. Otherwise, you are creating those blockages, good or negative emotions, right? Mm -hmm. I don't even like to say good or bad. It's just whatever you're feeling in that moment. Yes. If you are if you are holding on to a certain feeling, like oh I love this person so much that I don't want to ever let it go. Yes. Then you are also like you're putting those blinders on, right? And that is causing those blockages for something greater still to come into your life. Yeah. Whether it's oh I really like drinking alcohol and the feeling that it gives me. For some people, that's not a good thing, right? But they're creating blockages in many different ways. But for sure, lots of different ways. What were some of the things you learned in in Paul? How do you pronounce his last name? Check. Check. Yeah, in some of those things with how the chakras are related to like physical body. Well, because of where each chakra is placed, right? So you, the energy that it's pulling from is, so like your throat chakra, for example. Obviously the the body parts that it's tethered to, so to speak, mm-hmm. go with the, the internal and external throat. Yes. So if there's certain things that you aren't releasing you're not telling the truth about something, you're not living in integrity with yourself, Mm. that can cause then that energy to get blocked, which then can turn into something small like strep throat, Mm -hmm. or it can turn into throat cancer. Yeah. Or thyroid issues or like neck pain. Yep, exactly. Yep. When you really think of the body as like a metaphysical energy being it's so interesting when you do have those like back pain when it's not just related to you know oh you're not in the right position or you did something wrong it can be related to you like holding on to something in that part of your energy field absolutely 
I mean, there's, I'm sure there's lots of people who, I mean, I'll speak for myself. I hold a lot of my emotions and pain in my upper shoulders. So Mm -hmm. my traps and into my neck. And I notice a huge difference that when I release them, move through them, talk about it, Mm. let the emotion run through me instead of feeling sorry for myself or holding it in and pretending I'm okay, that tension is released, Mm -hmm. which is a crazy thing. I mean, it has blown my mind all what I have learned on how connected it is. Like, I'm just so intrigued by it, by this energy. You can't see it. You, I mean, depending on how connected you are, you can feel it, Mm -hmm. but it's not something that a lot of people talk about. Mm -hmm. Especially in the fitness world. Yeah. And no one really teaches you about this thing that we have, like your, you know, your energy field or how to understand it or how to use it to your power. I like what you were saying about you can't just like hold it in. I think that something that's so important is going straight through the emotion, like Mm -hmm. feel it and really feel what's happening. That's the quickest way to like liberate that pain or feeling that you're having. Right. There's no, with certain things, there's no shortcut. Like you can't Mm -hmm. just go around it and act like it's not there. You have to go through it in order to move past it. Yes. Have you been doing your, I know you were doing like some energy healing course. Are you still doing that or is that on pause now? Cause it's not in person. Energy healing course. Or some um, life coaching course that had to do with like energy. Oh, well, so it was a life coaching class. Okay. But it was with, so it's called Southwest Institute of Healing Arts. Mm. It was very holistic, had the more energy teachings around it instead of your Western medicine psychology. Oh, okay. Just so, as a way of helping your clients. Right. Because that school teaches Reiki and um, hypnosis and stuff like that which is a great form of therapy mm-hmm. for some people. Besides but just not, it was more like into that versus just teaching like psychological things. Right. Yeah. Okay. Which is a huge help to using the chakras as a way to cheat, teach mm-hmm. and to help people. So what are all, so how many chakras do you perceive that there are? I know some people say seven or most people say seven and then some people say nine. See, I, I don't know. I am, feel like I'm still too new mm-hmm. to know if there's more. I feel like the more that I become aware and the collective consciousness becomes aware. I think more can for sure develop as well. Mm, yeah. Um, I For right now, I believe there's seven. <laughs> okay, so what are all of them? So it's the root chakra, the sacral, if I'm saying that right, mm-hmm. um, solar plexus, the heart, the throat, mm-hmm. 
the third eye or brow, how whichever one you want to call it, mm-hmm. and the crown. Did I say all of them? Yeah. Right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yes. Yes. Which one of the chakras are you? Have you spent the most of your personal like journey? you know, getting in with, if you have one? Probably the root and sacral. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Why those two? Um, with everything that I went through last year with moving back here from Washington, I didn't have a sense of who, like m- my grounding and who I am. Mm-hmm. And so it was a lot of work to get back to not being like, what am I doing with my life? What happened? Everything just uprooted. And I had left Arizona. And I think some of my grounding left with when I left Arizona. Mm. And so I think that was also a huge part in Washington that I didn't, like I was struggling with myself like my identity almost mm-hmm. of what do I want to do who do I want to be what are the things that I want to do to make a difference in the world like I was I had an idea but I was struggling with grasping it mm-hmm. and so moving back focusing on my survival like my my background my ancestry and really connecting with my family again and I lived with my grandparents and so that was really cool just to be surrounded by family and familiarity mm-hmm. while I went through a huge change. When you moved back to Arizona you moved in with your grandparents? Yes yeah until I was able to find my own place mm-hmm. and then just being able to have a better sense of who I truly am. Mm-hmm. So finding the things that bring me joy and happiness and grounding in that. So I think that's both the root and the sacral of just rooting in like my core values, who I am as a person, and then figuring out how to express that individually, mm-hmm. not what people expect me to express and stuff like that. So branching out and then being confident in who I am and what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. How powerful to take that, you know, you kind of need to be like thrown completely out of what you are and then really doing that inner work of figuring out who, you know, what your base is and what your foundation of your essence of who you are is. A hundred percent. I, I wouldn't change anything of what I went through and a huge change of stepping out of my comfort zone like in this it was the most painful heartbreaking thing I have ever done in my life but the most liberating at the same time Mm -hmm. so leaving a relationship where I loved someone so much Mm -hmm. but chose still chose myself in that situation one connected me with that my crown chakra, that higher power, that my intuition. Mm -hmm. I had never felt so close to myself making that decision. And then having to take a step back once I got back to my home in Arizona 
and grounding myself with my root chakra. And it's, you're hundred percent right. Like getting out of almost who you are to be able to like get that bird's eye view of, okay, this is who I am and I'm going to listen to it, not ignoring it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you so. think that over the past year, what else has changed in your, you know, who you think you are, what other big things have happened in your like soul growth or the evolution of your consciousness in this past year? What else is, what other things have like helped shape you? And then what are the things that you've been shaped into? Oh my gosh, <laughs> so much. <laughs> um, I mean, it was stepping into this, like what I want to teach and not being afraid to go deeper. And also like who I'm surrounded by, they believe in it. Like I have you, I, who I'm surrounded by, I can have these conversations with, but a lot of people think it's woo woo. So getting over that of like, if this is how I want to teach people, one, I'm going to attract the kind of people who will absorb the types of things that I'm talking about chakras and who are capable of yes right right um so being confident and comfortable with stepping into learning more about it and then sharing it authentically um and fitness and exercise has always been a huge outlet for grounding myself Mm -hmm. and feeling confident in who I am and it's not just about how I look and yes I like muscles and want to be strong but working out is that's my energy release Mm -hmm. and over the last year learning more about this and stepping more into it has allowed me to connect to that release so I'm aware of when it's happening Mm -hmm. And even like something I realized not that long ago was, you know, how obviously we all mature and develop over time. And then one morning you're like, oh, wow, I'm different. I'm mature. Like, when did this happen? (laughs) I've started to notice it as it's happening, Mm. which has been a really cool thing. Like, oh, I'm absorbing things that I'm learning and I'm applying them to my life of meditation and taking time for myself and the small things that I took for granted or didn't pay attention to before. Mm -hmm. So slowing down has been a huge thing where before I wanted to be doing everything all the time, hang out with all the people. I never wanted to be by myself. Mm -hmm. And then, and it was really hard moving back and living I wasn't living by myself I'm not living by myself now either but I'm still very independent and have a lot of time by myself and at first that was hard Mm. so taking that and sitting with it not ignoring it so asking myself questions like okay why is this hard for me why don't I want to be alone And what can I do to work on that? What are the things that are coming up for me? What do I need to address? So being more conscious of the emotions that come up for me. Mm, the instead awareness of, my, of. Yeah. Instead of beating myself up for feeling a certain way, like what lesson is there to be learned in this 
emotion or this state of being. Mm-hmm. So I I've gotten to know is... myself really well the last year. Yeah, I think it it is maturing and then it also is just your energy shifting. Uh-huh. That's how I perceive it is you're, you know, you're up leveling or you're changing your vibration, you're going into the things that are probably holding you down and really questioning why. And I think that's such a powerful thing to do. And it shows, you know, just how evolved you are when you're capable of not just being the emotion, but questioning why this emotion is happening in you. Yeah. Yeah. I have like five different journals (laughs) where I'm like, (laughs) okay, this journal's for creative flow. This journal's for, uh, why do I, why am I crazy? (laughs) Just little things like that. But going back and reading them Mm. and seeing that evolution of okay, a year ago, this is what I was saying to myself. Mm. And these were the things I was feeling. And now a year later, I might still feel these things, but I respond in a very different way because of my energy. Yes. Journaling has got to be, for me, I think one of the best practices that can really give you perspective and completely shift so many things in your life. If you just journal today I was feeling like this, this happened, blah, blah, blah. And then like you said, look back a year later, you see it made, it makes me see how when I'm having these emotions, they're so they like come and go. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you're feeling that it's like, that's all you're focusing your energy on, but why there's no reason to like may as well release it right then versus having to go through five months of (laughs) and then releasing it right? Wouldn't life just be that much easier if we could just like, okay, I felt it. All right. Now it's done. It's gone. We can move on. In the untethered soul, he talks about how you're driving down the street and you see like all these different cars and you're not really like, like holding on to those thoughts, but then say you see a car that your ex-boyfriend used to drive and you see two people and they're hugging you're like, what's going on in there? And all of a sudden you, you attached that and you're holding that in. Yeah. And I thought that was such an interesting thing. So I think what you're saying is another thing we could do is like, be aware of that. And then maybe question like, why am I, why is that thought coming up for me? Yeah. Yeah. Why not question yourself? We question people all the time. Why, why wouldn't we question ourselves to get deeper answers and figure out who we are, right? Mm-hmm. And journal, I agree with you. Journaling is like my gateway to just, sometimes I'll journal. I'm like, why did I even, why was I even feeling that? <laughs> or I'll journal and then like, also, for example, even today, I was like, I'm hormonal, so I was being emotional. And in my workouts, like certain movements will like process so much energy for me and I'll just start crying. Good. (laughs) I don't even know why I'm crying. I'm just crying, okay? And then I'll come home and I'll journal about it. And like, okay, so well, one, I'm hormonal and two, this emotion was coming up and this is why and okay, now I'm ready to release it. Mm. And now I'm like, okay, I'm ready for <laughs> the next thing to happen. Um, but yeah, like if you, 
it's like like I was talking about earlier so I'm holding my crystals good <laughs> um when you're putting blinders on with certain emotions or events that happen in your life mm-hmm. and you are so focused on how that makes you feel you almost start looking for things in your life to give you that feeling mm-hmm. no matter what feeling it is right so okay, I saw my ex-boyfriend's car and two people were hugging. Now, like you said, you're going to start seeing that car everywhere and that emotion is just going to keep coming up. It's going to keep coming up until you release it. Yes. And journaling, meditation, prayer, all these things, dancing. Mm -hmm. Like just let the energy flow out of you. Tapping. I've been loving tapping lately. I know. I saw that and I was like, that's really cool. I love it. It just feels so good. Like this part here too, this is connected to your kidney, which so tapping like on your like upper chest area is just like releasing a lot of fear. And I do that like all the time just because you feel something come up and you're just like, I'm okay. Like, you know, I'm feeling this way. Like this is what's happening. Okay. It's gone. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm move through it, move through it. Yeah. I think when you are saying you're hormonal, that it's such a powerful time using your, like using your cycle with this. There's a lot of power in, in our cycle with energy flow, especially like the week before we bleed. That's when there's so much built energy that is like powerful. And it's a really powerful time for like good releases and good Mm -hmm. inner, inner work right a hundred percent I feel that (laughs) and some like something I also have to remind myself one being so aware Mm. in life I get exhausted I'm like Mm. sometimes I just wish I didn't (laughs) like I was ignorant or something I don't actually like I'm very thankful for my consciousness Mm -hmm. um but it's a daily effort. It's a daily practice in releasing and allowing yourself to enjoy the good. And like some people aren't so aren't used to like, oh, my life is good, but when is the other shoe going to drop? So a daily practice of releasing those emotions that don't serve you, but then also absorbing the ones that do mm-hmm. and just that continuous cycle and don't just journal when you're sad journal when you're happy so that way you remember those things as well and staying connected to all of, all things right just like we're saying no matter what emotion or feeling is flowing through you let it flow through you mm-hmm. that way it continues to cycle be open to all things with a with the same open heart, whether it be something that is, you know, quote unquote good or quote unquote bad, still be the same openness to it. Because I think when we really label it and like block off anything, that's when we start having issues within our chakras and within our energy Mm -hmm. flow. Absolutely. Of how it's going through there. When you were talking about this year and then, you know, meeting or having that tribe of community where you can talk about these things and everyone kind of speaks similar 
language, how has it been for you if you have lost or kind of just drifted away from people that just aren't, you know, serving you anymore? There has been a few people. And I think that's just how the universe works. Mm-hmm. Where a few of these people, nothing specific or anything I said of like, I don't want to be your friend because I, I still care and love for, have love for these people. But certain scenarios just made it happen where they kind of just faded out. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until they actually left my circle that I realized how I don't want to say damaging, but Mm -hmm. how much their energy muted mine. Mm, Yes. Or how it, how it affected me when I was around them. It took that, it did take them leaving for me to actually be like, okay, Mm -hmm. there was a reason now that they have left my life. I still have love for them and I care for them and I'll check in with them every so often if that's what the situation allows, Mm -hmm. but it's, That has also been a huge thing that I've had to, I'm sorry, (laughs) Um, be okay with of people come and go in your life and they're in your life for a certain reason or you're in their life for a certain reason. I think everything has a purpose, a divine timing. Mm -hmm. And sometimes two souls just live out their flame so to speak Mm. and it doesn't mean anything bad it doesn't mean that like you're a bad person or anything it's just that time with that relationship is now ended Mm -hmm. for your benefit yes for the divine good I think you're right that you know we're guided in these ways and people come and go through our lives to teach us lessons or like you were saying for us to teach them lessons and Mm -hmm. you know we all have to grow and we're all doing individual like soul contracts on this earth that we have to you know if you believe in that kind of thing then you have to meet and if you really are trusting and just going through these like now this relationship is ending now this friendship is starting now this connection's ending and you're just like flowing with that openness I think that's the easier said than done but I think if you can do that then (laughs) it's always easier said than done that just goes with like that's the flow of life Mm -hmm. the more that you move with it instead of fighting against it it opens so many more opportunities it opens you up to see things clearer Mm-hmm. when you just let the flow of life happen I know that like sometimes that sounds crazy to me of like just let it happen but I've been doing that for the last year mm-hmm. and like my I will wake up in the morning I'm just like have this gratitude oozing out of me and I'm like I just love my life <laughs> and it's it's noticing those little things that I'm doing that allow me to have that gratitude. Does that make sense? That makes sense. And I'm so happy for you. I waking up and just feeling, I like using the words, like I say this a lot, like at night when I'm going to bed, I just say universe, whatever you you know want to give me or you want me to do, I'm open to anything. Like I am 
open and accepting of anything. Like show me, you know, the sign, give me a feeling, guide me and I will follow. Yes. And I think having that outlook of like, everything is good that happens to me because I believe that the universe is in control. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. I say, I do the same thing. I'll like, thank the universe right before I go to sleep. Like, thank you one for guiding me and showing me what life has to offer, but also like we're co-creating, right? Mm -hmm. I believe that a hundred percent. It takes part of me and then the universe to make things happen. I need to put it out there that this is what I want. Yes. And then the universe brings it to me. That's why we have to be so clear with our intentions and what we want. And then your dream life will happen. Yes. That's just what I'm saying. I love it, girl. I <laughs> I read something and it said, you don't ask the universe for too much. You ask it for too little. You have to put it out there. I want, you know, this is my intention. This is what I want to manifest. And if it the energy aligns, then it will come into fruition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something I've learned a couple of things is when you're writing out your goal mm-hmm. or your intentions, your dreams, mm-hmm. at the very end, writing this or something greater still. Ooh, I love that. Just like with like that emotion thing, right? If you're holding on to something, you're not letting anything flow. So when writing your dreams or your goals and still allowing that space for the universe to give you something that you might not know you even want, but is on your vibration with your energy. And I think that has just opened up so many opportunities as well. Just, okay, I have an idea and a dream that I'm working towards, but I'm also letting the universe guide me and tell me, hey, this is your energy. This is what you're ready for right now. Here you go. Keep working. You got it. Okay, slow down a second. Because <laughs> sometimes I get a little ahead of myself. <laughs> um, I forgot where I was going with that. No, but- that's good with your <laughs> journaling and saying with your dreams and writing them down and saying this or something greater still I think that's I really like that I'm gonna start doing that because we our brains you know our thinking mind can only come up with these things mm-hmm. but our all our other parts like our I don't know just everything else that we are like our energy and all of these things can speak and saying that this or something greater still is like a way of communicating with that other, not your thinking or your conscious way of writing things down. Like there's so much more that we want and that we are. So just allowing that to come out some way. Right. There's always there. Things wouldn't be possible if the answer wasn't already out there. Right. Mm -hmm. If you have a problem or you want something so bad, there's, already an answer in the universe Mm -hmm. ready for you otherwise it wouldn't be possible but there are those things that you can create right Mm -hmm. on the with the unconscious mind like how light how is light created because someone kept thinking of it but it was already in the universe mm-hmm. someone just needed to it's the unmanifested it physical realm right yeah it's like in different dimensions it's already there or it's like unmanifested and you need to create the create it to the manifested 
plane or reality. Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing that I was just reading about of like the different planes of even just our aura. Mm, I don't know about that. What were you learning? There's different, I wrote, I wrote them down. I don't know them because I just learned about it, but there's different levels that are kind of like the chakras of the, so you have your physical Mm. realm and then you have the realm just outside of the physical body, which is where the chakras live. And then there's a couple more layers of your aura that protect you and your life force. Mm. And it's like, oh, that gave me chills when I learned that. So it's then being aware of those kinds of things, you can start practicing, meditating, praying on the spiritual level of projecting or growing that energy field so that you're more protected. So other people's energies don't affect you as much Mm. or negative things in the world aren't hitting you so close to home, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yes. Getting that shield of protection. Yeah of the orb of you know this is my orb (laughs) yeah and what is in it is sacred your energy is sacred and allowing that so I think that's also a good like introspection thinking thought to have is that we do want to have such a big shield but for me I think if I really I want to protect my energy field but I want to be open to So it's finding that balance of how do I create my healthy, how do I have my healthy energy balance, protecting my own energy, but still allowing things to come in and come through. Right. Well, I think that's where it's when you're protecting your own, it's still like you're receiving someone's. So like when you're, for me, when I'm coaching with people or listening to people, because I'm have that empath right I feel what people feel (laughs) um when I'm sitting here listening to them and letting them talk I'm with them and I Mm. feel it but not letting it control my energy so I'm not absorbing it to the point where now I'm sad yes and that's that that term is like (laughs) merging your energy field You don't want to merge your energy field. That's sensing somebody else's need and feeling like it's your energy's responsibility to fix them or to make them feel better. So I, yeah, I think it's like you were, it's, you know, holding that space and still letting the energy, the energy exchange happen, but not like connecting right into their, whatever emotion or thing is happening for them. Right. Yeah which can be very hard for me sometimes. And I just want to fix everything. <laughs> Why do you think that, that you want that? Yeah. Why do you think that you're, do you think that's just like how you are? Or do you, th- have you ever like really thought about that? I, I believe my purpose on life is just to give love. I want everyone to know how unconditionally loved they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it stems from some of the things I went through as a little girl mm-hmm. and family things, what, which shaped me into just this, I just want everyone to know how loved they are. <laughs> um, so when I see people in pain, 
I want to do everything I can to help them. However, I know how powerful and liberating it was for me to find it on my own. Mm -hmm. So I, I want to help, but empower, like I want to help by empowering them to help themselves. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Is that a part of your, what your coaching is going to be? Yes. So it's a big part of it is conquering the inner critic. Mm. Conquering the inner critic to just know how, know your self worth mm-hmm. and build that self love in order to achieve the things. Conquering the inner critic will allow you to, just like we're talking, of not letting things completely knock you down and take you out, right? Mm-hmm. Like life is gonna always be throwing stuff at you to see how strong you are Mm -hmm. and the stronger we are with our positive emotions and with our self-worth, the better, like the more it's that vibration, right? We're just elevating our, our vibration Mm -hmm. in what we receive. What is the inner critic? So your Mm self-talk, how you're, how you perceive yourself. Mm -hmm. This is what it is to me. Mm -hmm. So the inner critic of how we, what you see in the mirror, how you talk to yourself. Do you know that your dreams are like you're capable of living out everything you want? Or do you think you're not worth it? Those those kinds of things. These are things that I've gone through over the years of I'm not like my voice isn't loud enough or I'm too young. Nobody's going to listen to me. And like these limiting beliefs mm-hmm. and overcoming those and truly knowing how powerful you are. Age doesn't matter. Gender doesn't matter. It's the power and the authenticity behind your message mm-hmm. and how connected you are to that mm-hmm. is what I believe in, what I want to help people pull out of themselves mm-hmm. or women more specifically. That's amazing. Thank you. I love it. (laughs) What are some things that you have done to help work on that like inner critic or that part of your brain that's saying those things to you? For myself? Mm -hmm. I've been doing self-development, self-strengthening, I guess you could say work since I was 16 or 17 Mm -hmm. and it has taken me like till now to truly like feel it (laughs) but it's not being afraid to sit with yourself Mm -hmm. I've had to do a lot of that sitting with my emotion and releasing it because especially as a young girl, I defined myself as my problems. Mm. This happened to me. I'm the girl that went through this. And this is, this is just who I am. Your identity this, was. Yeah. My identity was my problems or my negative emotions. Mm. And that limited me to believe in that I was lovable or that I was worth people staying in my life. And then because that 
was limiting that damaged a lot of relationships or damaged opportunities because mm-hmm. I was so stuck in that space. So doing the work to release it with, it started with therapy and then going to um, seminars and doing programs. I didn't do any of this alone. I had coaches and therapists and my family and friends and being comfortable in talking about situations that happened mm-hmm. and then releasing them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've talked about my, the issue. So when I was young, my dad went to prison mm-hmm. and that defined me mm-hmm. until I was probably 18, 19. It defined who I was even after doing some of the work. So that's where it comes in. Like it's a process. There's layers to these things, especially the longer that you hold on to them, it's going to, it's deep work. You, you have to go deep in order to chip away, peel the onion, whatever you want to call it. And it took me years to move past it and let it go. But the more, the more consistent I stayed with journaling and learning, just continuously learning about myself and the modalities like meditation and grounding and, or prayer, I, and connecting to something bigger than myself. So it, it still takes me like, I'll have days where I just, just need to cry and then journal about it. I just need to feel it and then release it. And then I express gratitude at the same time. Like I'm very grateful for everything I have gone through in my life because it has made me who I am today. I wouldn't, I feel like I wouldn't be as compassionate or empathetic Mm -hmm. with certain situations because or if I hadn't gone through what I went through and realizing that I'm very grateful for. Yes. You picked this. I believe you picked all of the experiences in your life to evolve you into your purpose or your, your sole mission of this lifetime. So in it's, I don't always know if it's guaranteed that you will, you know, come to that and really sit with yourself and doing that work of something that's impacted you since you were a child is such deep work. So you do have so much built up energy around that when Mm -hmm. that event happened and then it's impacted this and this and this and this, you're chipping away, just like you said, at all of these things. So it's a lot to release. It's a lot of energy that's been impacting you, but having that power of just doing that and still working on it is so amazing. And it would just keep bringing you into like this, I don't know, flower. (laughs) Yeah. A hundred percent. And each time that I'm willing to go deeper, it go into another part of things that I need to let go and release. Cause I'm I know I'm continuously like life happens. So I know I'm continuously needing to release emotions and work through things. 
but each time I feel more, more like myself mm-hmm. or connected. But for anyone who is releasing that, it's not just a, a quick fix. Like we were talking about earlier, you can't just go around it, ignore that one. <laughs> Let's go to this one. <laughs> you have to feel all of it in order to get through each level. You can't just skip a level or a layer. Mm-hmm. Which can be difficult. And I, this year has been for so many people, me included and you, and I just think a lot of people in the collective such a growth year of we haven't been able to have these um I don't know the correct verbiage we haven't been able to have these like we haven't been able to go out we haven't been able to do a lot of like things to cover up yeah our darkness or our shadow work that we've needed that I believe we needed (laughs) everyone needs to you know sit with and Cause you can really cover up a lot of that darkness in you mm-hmm. by this outward, ex- by this outward expression of I'm fine. I'm just going to get ready and like go out and dance and drink and, you know, go to work and be super busy and have a schedule that's completely full. Yeah. So that we just don't have to sit with that. And this has been a powerful experience and year for us to, do that and I think it's so amazing that we are alive right now and I think that it was I think that it all a lot of the people that are alive right now that are on similar frequencies feel that we needed to be alive right now for this to for our evolution of ourselves and then the collective consciousness absolutely I could not have said it better no one had time to avoid Mm -hmm. there's no room for avoidance I mean, it's definitely hard because some people aren't aware of how to deal with mm-hmm. their emotions or what's the right, there's no right way. It's just dealing with it. But some people need to be talked through with it, don't want to do it alone. But if you allow yourself to s- just sit with your emotion, cry, scream, punch something, like let that energy go however you can it, a lot of people have done this this year. I mean, I see it on my social media, like there's more and more people that are like getting into spirituality or um, their religious, like connecting more with God mm-hmm. and sensing that higher power, the higher being and connecting to that and letting it guide them I've seen it more and more which is really cool more awakening and yes just unreleasing things I don't know I think that have you did you used to cry a lot has this been like a have you always expressed your energy in that way or felt like you could release it or has that happened in the last year that you felt like you could do that no I'm a crybaby oh, good. <laughs> me too I love crying I cry when I'm happy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Thank you. I always cry. That's just how my emotion comes out. I was watching this really beautiful video on Facebook and I was like crying tears because I feel the energy, but that's just how mine is released. Mm -hmm. I'll cry in my workouts because (laughs) I'm just letting so much energy go. Um, 
yeah so i've that is always how i've expressed and people are like are you okay I'm like yes i just need it i just needed to come out okay <laughs> i love it i love crying it's so good for you it helps your immune system also like not just on a energy level but also just like physically it's so good to release that and just i love a good cry <laughs> yeah yeah most times i feel much better afterwards i'm like whoo Okay, that's, I feel like weight lifted off my chest. Well, think about children. That's what, children cry a lot because they have these emotions. That's how they release their emotion and then they feel better. And it it helps their immune system. It helps them grow. It really helps like rebuild a lot of cells in our body. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I learned that. And one course I took this guy, he was like, on your recovery days, you should cry. <laughs> it wow. will help you. Yeah, like it's good for- uh, cell recovery and like immune system development. You could search it. There's some like good science behind crying and its immune response and how it like does something with your cells and everything. That's cool. I mean, I believe it. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm recovering. Just cry. Okay. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Gotta watch a video or something on there. Yeah, that's Let's neat. See. What so other that, books have you been reading lately and learning from? Because I think I feel like you way too many. I'm like in I the middle of like five books. That's the way to read. <laughs> um, I'm still so I'm reading one chakra book and I'm still the one that you recommended to mm. me. Still going through that one. The I'm wheels of the seat of the soul. Okay, what's it called? The seat of the soul. Okay, and that. I mean, a lot of things that we talked about today, that book has talked about of just like you, my soul, before it came to earth, decided how, what it wanted to go through, the experiences it wanted to have in the kind of life and the people it wanted to interact with, picked its angels and its guides and then descended to earth. Like that's the kind of stuff it talks about. And I mean, I, it makes sense to me. So it's really interesting. I love your words. It makes sense to me. I think that so many times with a lot of this stuff, when you get into reading these different books and just these conversations and things, that's all that you, that's the only words you need to say, you know, there's no need to convince anybody that this is true or that chakras are real, but it makes sense to me and it aligns with my body and what I perceive as true yeah yeah that's what like what else we're not here to please like we shouldn't do life alone but we're not here to please other people mm -hmm, even mm -hmm. though that's what life has been about of in school I have to get good grades or I'm not going to pass mm -hmm. or if I don't do things this way at home mom and dad are going to be mad and like, we are always working to please people so that we're loved or we're doing a good job or we're worth their time, whatever it might be. But we, not, we don't always live our life for what we want because of society and other things. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important that when you do find something, it should make sense to you it should be something that you enjoy make a decision if that's what you want mm -hmm. you know like if oh all my friends are going to be doing this I don't know 
but I don't want to be left out. So I'm still going to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just a small example, but yeah, no, that's if a good you, example. If you, so a small example in my life, like a lot of my friends will occasionally do no caffeine. Mm-hmm. I probably know, like, I know that is something that I probably should do because I love caffeine and it'd probably be a good break for my body. But when they're doing it, I know that I wouldn't be making that decision for myself. Mm-hmm. And then I would either quit doing it in the middle or resent them for making me do it. But they didn't make me do it. I made the decision, right? So it's just making, I went on a whole rant. But. No, I love that. I, <laughs> I think that's true. We're not, your words were not meant to please other people. I think that is powerful. And then I think we're not meant to prove to anybody else that what's true for us should be true for them. Right. You can't live like that or your energy will just not yeah. stay in yourself if you're well, constantly trying to pull people and tell them what to do and what to believe. Yeah. And I feel like if you can operate from that level for your own self, like what's true for me is true for me and that's okay, then that can allow you to be more open for another side, right? Yes. Maybe if you're in an argument with your partner or with a coworker, maybe this is true for them. This is what it's true for me. So let's figure out a middle. It can cause better conversation and for you to see another side. Yes. Or just accepting that my reality is what I've made and your reality is what you've made. So tell me about your reality. Like, tell me what you think is real and what, yeah. you know, you've created in this reality. And it's silly to ever think that your reality is going to be the same as mine because we've had such complete different lives. Right. There may be certain things that we both are like, oh yeah, we both, you know, think this and feel this, but the way we perceive it and the way it makes us feel and impacts our energy is completely different. Even if we say the same words, like I really enjoyed this book. Yeah. But the way it actually infected us is so different that it's just impossible to think that you'll ever, you know, be the same as somebody else. Which makes humans super cool and very Mm -hmm. interesting. Very interesting. I know, it's the best. The, one of the coolest things that I learned, I ma- make sure I remember this right. Someone in my class was actually coaching me and he told me this. He said, "This get out of expectation and move into exploration. Mm. So be more explored. That's not even a word. Just explore more <laughs> instead of- Exploratory? I, I feel like that is a word. I don't think that's what I was about to say. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so but, I said ex- expectations versus, or exploration versus expectations. Yeah. And that can open you up to so much in so many ways. Mm-hmm. What, how do you think we put expectations on ourselves and then we put expectations on other people to almost like be a way and then if you're not that way then you have like negative emotion around it my goodness <laughs> <laughs> oh I mean if you especially if you're not communicating expectations and you just like 
and you just are expecting people to respond a certain way or do something specific like and you want a specific outcome to but to for it to come out from that person instead of yourself that's going to cause issues right does that make sense what yeah. i just said okay yeah. that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> so like if i expected for you to i don't know be be i mean you kind of are guiding this whole conversation but if i expected you to do this all the time and this this and this and i came in like just waiting and waiting and then i got frustrated because you weren't doing it and mm. you're oh she's not doing this and but i we never even talked about it how mm-hmm. could that be fair to you right So I think expectation, if you have them, needs to be communicated. But if you just hold responsibility for yourself, then how you respond to situations can help you get the outcome you want. Does that make sense? So, Mm -hmm. yes, like on, so on, a small example, if you're driving on the highway and someone cuts you off and your response is you jerk and honk and now you're mad and you're angry and now your day's ruined. But if you respond with maybe he didn't see me or whatever, I'm just going to keep driving, then you're not affected, Mm -hmm. right? You just go about your day. So in any situation, you can only control how you respond, what you say, and then that can move forward into a better outcome, at least, if not the one that you want. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then just communicate. <laughs> yes. We only have the, we don't have the power to completely change what's happening in the external. We have the ability of under, of changing how we associate that and then our like output Exactly. Which what you're saying is your output will shift the next thing that comes. If you then went to a coffee shop and you're pissed off because, you know, the guy cut you off and you're like yelling at the barista, they may be like, the people behind you will just be like mad. But if instead you go in there and you're like, oh, like, good morning, the person behind you may buy your coffee. Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. You can shift. You can really have an impact on those outcomes and the expectations will yeah, kind of come. Yeah. Because I think it's a natural thing to have an expectation in certain situations. Mm -hmm. But when it starts to involve other people, Mm. I feel like it it gets tricky, right? Especially if it's not communicated, like with with employers and and employees. If you have a certain expectation of how you want the job done, then it needs to be laid out. Communicated. Yeah. Yeah. I think expectations can be beneficial, but then asking yourself, why is there that, like, why am I having this expectation? Yes. Yeah. For maybe a job, it makes sense. But when you're expecting in, you know, connections or friendships or relationships, having expectations that somebody else is going to do something in order to fulfill your need is, I don't think, unconditional love. No. Yeah, that goes back to asking yourself, just like you said, why, what need is, needs to be met? Mm-hmm. And why do I, like, why am I expecting this person to meet that need? 
or what do I need from this person to feel this way? Because maybe your expectation is you wanting to feel a certain way, but then diving deeper into why do I want to feel this way? Mm. Why does this need 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 to be met? Hmm. There's lots of questions to ask yourself. I know, my gosh. <laughs> so when are you launch or did you launch your you launched your program already, right? Um, not officially. Okay. This I will be launching it this year. Mm. The latest will be by my birthday, which is in September. Okay. Um, but I'm hoping for before that. You're just spending energy on that now? Yeah. Are you still coaching? You're still training and I am not. I took a step back from that just because I'm also basically managing more employees and Mm. now on a have a leadership role. And it was too much for me. Mm -hmm. I was doing too much. And that was the thing I was the least tethered to. Okay. Powerful. I will coach every now and then. Okay. Because I still love it. Mm -hmm. But I am moving more towards that mental, emotional, spiritual coaching over the physical. Mm-hmm. I think both are very important. But I do too. I think both are. I'm the same as you. I think that's how I'm. My next step is like leading me into more of that type of coaching. Physical is fabulous, and I think it's so important. Yeah. But the other is also fabulous too. <laughs> I feel like that's where I make the most impact. Mm -hmm. And I have a lot of potential clients because I taught fitness or coached it. Yes. I think you do make the most positive, the most impact in that way. And you can just sense when, you know, you're so passionate and so invested in something, the way you project your energy is so vibrant about those things that it will get you better results and better like client practitioner connection right um, versus training is very great and I think that it's a good way to get into that people and you could also you learned so much I'm sure through or did you learn a lot working with people with coaching with training and coaching yeah oh yeah 100 percent. I learned more when I was hands-on than I did reading a textbook mm-hmm. but I'm also just that type of learner. I'm a very visual learner. Mm -hmm. So reading textbooks and taking the tests and all of that helped for me to have that information. But then it started to make sense when I was using it. Mm, Okay. That's like kinesthetic, right? Is that another way of learning too? Yeah. Like using it and moving and trying all of the things. Yeah. And sometimes like I would be coaching and I would give a modification or I would tell someone to fix something I'm like where did that come from <laughs> I learned more than I thought <laughs> <laughs> it's just in there and in, in that part of the brain somewhere yeah and I think because I've had a couple of clients with uh, life coaching mm-hmm. that I've practiced with and I think it, it's the same thing. When you're working out, right, you just need to do the reps in order to get stronger. Take your rest, do your reps, be consistent, and you'll it becomes muscle memory, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So I think now moving from fitness to more mental, it's just going to take more practice and 
working with people one-on-one to get that muscle memory and that, oh, yeah, I do remember learning this. This is what I want to do with you today type Mm -hmm. of thing. Yes, yes. I think there's power in, you know, the knowledge. And then I also think that you've been given a gift that you don't even need to use your thinking brain. It's just intuition and it's just Mm -hmm. the knowing of, what you're supposed to do or how you're supposed to help those people that is almost more powerful than any, you know, life coaching certification or any book you read. Mm -hmm. It's within you. No one can tell you that or teach you that. That's just, you know, your most authentic self. Exactly. Yeah. And staying, that's why holding space and staying open with your client who you're working with, it's very important. Like if I believe if, if I were to not be in a, state where I could hold space for someone if I'm going through my own thing then I shouldn't work with them that day yeah because then I'm not being my most authentic self I'm not focusing on what they're doing I'm bundled up in here so that would be a time where I need to take a step back move through my stuff and then when I'm working with someone it that we learned that in school of don't worry so much about the how like okay well if they say this then what tool am I going to use? It's more of like, I have my toolbox and just flow, let, listen to what they're saying and then use the tool that comes up. In school, what school? In the life coaching. Did you finish that one then? Sorry, I think we went off of that conversation. Basically, I missed like the last month. So like, the very end of the course because they switched to all online and I just can't like I cannot learn (laughs) learn online I don't pay attention (laughs) so I was close how many months did you do it you did it a while yeah yeah I did what were some of your biggest takeaways from that course um, like I was just talking about this, the little tools that you can use to trigger people, like the right questions to ask, mm. to trigger someone into answer, like finding the question or the answer out of themselves. And then not to be that, let me, let me just give you the answer. Cause I want to help you. It, it was okay. Take time, pause for a second ask the question and let them answer don't give them the answer and it just I feel like I am a very natural like we we're talking earlier I, I just want to help people so it comes naturally but the school helped how to be more professional in this setting and then the right questions to ask and lots of tools to use and when I mean tools I don't mean like physically but <laughs> different Uh, activities that you can do with people and stuff like that what is one of your favorite activities that you learn that you do on yourself um oh that's a good question I think I don't remember it might be the wheel of life I think is what they call it and you just you go through each department of life I guess you could work uh, play, creative flow, house, relationship, that kind of stuff. And you just go through each one and depict like, okay, the on a scale of one to 10, 
how happy are you in this area on a scale? And you go through each one and then you determine, okay, these two areas we're gonna specifically focus on to get you higher on that scale. Mm-hmm. And it just, instead of focusing on someone's entire life all in, obviously not one session, but just narrowing down th- certain things you can work on so you're not overwhelming yourself or the client, mm-hmm. which is really, it was just a cool way to break it up. A cool way to look at life and just yeah. organize the, what area of your wheel of life are you currently working on? Uh, career. So just, I have nothing but myself to worry about. And I have done a lot of work on my relationship with myself. And now I have all of this passion and how I want to help people. So just figuring out the best way to give it, to share it. That will also allow me to make income. So doing lots of not studying, but learning new things on business and managing money and all of that stuff, which is very adult of me, (laughs) it feels like, but super cool. So, and the more that I work on that, the more independent and self-reliant I feel, Mm -hmm. which then just allows me to feel like my own person. Mm -hmm. So I'm not, I don't want to be dependent on other people. I would absolutely love to share my life with another person. I share it with my friends, but I don't want to be dependent on anyone. Hmm. There's such power in feeling that and, you know, getting that connection with yourself. Yeah, it is. Like, I feel some days, like, I can take over the world. You can. (laughs) Your world. My world, yes. That's all that there is in your world. (laughs) Right. I'm the queen. You for sure are. (laughs) I'm the queen of my world, and you're the queen of yours. Yes, we're all queens. We are all queens. You know, you do just have... I think there's such a funny perception that like there's another world besides your world which like I have my world you have your world so you can you know you are in control of it and you can take over it and have it be however you want it to be (laughs) yeah do you see yourself staying in Arizona yes I so I'm actually going to Hawaii in less in like two weeks less than two weeks to visit your friend Uh uh-huh oh and there's been a lot of talk about like oh you're just gonna love the energy you're not gonna want to leave and I actually in October wrote out a three-year vision Mm. and my vision was living in Hawaii so I'm not opposed to going anywhere else but I also feel very grounded and like I have my home here right now mm-hmm. and do you think working on that grounding and that like root and sacral chakra for you do you think it is more of like a physical plane place or do you think you found that grounding in 
just yourself? Both. Mm -hmm. So I think because it was so hard for me when I was in Washington. I think that was because I made that decision not for myself, but for someone else. Mm. And that's why it was hard for me to ground in who I was. But making a decision to move somewhere else, like if I made that decision, then I feel like that would be different for my energy. Mm. Like, cause I know wherever I go, there I am no matter what yes I can't just run away from things no matter how hard I try sometimes <laughs> um but I feel very confident in who I am and what I want to do today mm-hmm. that if I were to move somewhere else I feel confident that I would still feel feel that mm. roundness mm-hmm. that makes sense that makes sense yeah, it makes sense. I think it's powerful to know in your experience of moving somewhere for not somebody else, you're capable of understanding, oh, I did that not for myself and I felt this way. Therefore, I'm not going to do that again. And now yeah. you know that if you do move, it's going to be for you and you seem just more connected to yourself and what you want and yeah, your I feel higher like purpose. It- be the physical place as well. And when I said I, f- I feel more grounded, I mean, like, I just feel like I have my home here right now. Mm-hmm. And it, that is a feeling that I didn't always have when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. And I just, I'm, I'm on a roll. I'm doing lots of things business-wise and I'm so, to uproot that that's where like it gets a little scary <laughs> but also a good thing <laughs> and I'm very aware of it so telling myself if an opportunity were to present itself for me to move somewhere else I would be open to it yeah there's as I was making the decision if you were making the decision <laughs> and the word scary can be so amazing <laughs> Well, just like you were telling me (laughs) with the nerves. Yeah, like nerves are good and being scared is good. Like especially taking leaps. And I was reading this thing about, I did like an entrepreneurship course once and it was like seven like tips on how to, you know, be successful. And it was like micro focus, which I'm working on. (laughs) Focusing on one thing at a time. Yep. (laughs) And trading faces for screens. and then give powerful recognition of people that you're connecting with. And then one of them was find ways to fail. Yeah. It's like find ways to be scared or find ways to, you know, get out of your, what you're comfort, comfortable with, because that's Mm -hmm. when you're trusting the stars and you're trusting the world that if this is meant to be, it will. And if not, I, you know, I went in at it and then, you'll probably learn no you will learn something that you're meant to learn yeah 100 percent. and I know that like whatever if it gives me chills if it gives me butterflies if it makes me scared or nervous like I know it <laughs> I'm going to be like there's growth that's going to happen there mm-hmm. and 
it's just about not letting it keep me at bay right Mm. like I know I know that it's good for me and that something's gonna come out but am I really gonna like jump (laughs) am I gonna do it (laughs) yes I think you've had a lot of change too in the past year and you know you've done a lot of work on yourself I can even see I haven't we haven't chatted for a while but you're just like glowing and I'm so happy that you're you know coming to this person (laughs) I don't know the words to describe yeah stepping I feel like it's just I'm stepping into my power into who I am your power Mm -hmm. yes that's a part of you that I think was kind of thrown around in that throat chakra and that solar plexus of willpower of Mm -hmm. because there's a difference between power and then willpower of like yeah in true willpower where like you're true to that power and you I see that in you so it's really awesome to see oh thanks Em you're welcome (laughs) it's been a ride but a good one yes So where can people find you if they want to connect with you or learn more about your programs that you offer? Um, Well, I post everything on Instagram. So the list underscore riff. Perfect. Um, That's like, I've found now that it's more like a personal blog. Mm, (laughs) What it feels like. Um, And I talk a lot about my program more often now that it's getting ready to launch and just share a little bit of me every day or every other day. Yes. Who would your p- program when it comes to launch, who would it be good for? Ooh, my ideal client. Your ideal client. <laughs> yes. So my ideal client is, is me basically. So a woman, age, I don't know, aged 18 to mid fifties, I would say, who they have that drive, they're ambitious, they want to live out their dreams, like they have dreams that make them want to conquer the world. Mm-hmm. But there's just the, the small things that hold them back of, like we we're talking earlier, the inner critic, and the, the self doubt and this work on the self-love and they just need that a little extra push and the little drive and they're open to learning more about themselves and going deeper in order for their light to sprout Mm -hmm. and obviously and it will be like a community thing and learning about other women and helping each other get over these road bumps so to speak and seeing each other grow and live out their goals and their dreams. Mm. Like, I just want these women who have these things they're reaching for, these, uh, these goals and figuring out what their core values are and all of that to harness that and know how powerful and worthy they are of everything they want. So that's who I want to help. People who just need a little nudge, but have that ambition. So that's a perfect ideal client. 
I put it out there to the universe. <laughs> there and it I'm is. <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> it's going to be great. And the more you spend, you know, the more I firmly believe that the amount of energy that you and just, you know, other people in our connection invest in themselves and then also in what they're creating, I believe so true in my heart that that energy is going to come back to us in so many ways that I'm just so excited to be a part of and see when it all comes together and we get that good energy balance back to us because I know that you've done so much work on yourself and then I know that you're putting so much authentic love and you know power and your true self into everything that you create so I know it will come back to you yes thank you and it's sharing that love right like what you're doing here you're sharing your love with me and allowing me to share mine with you and just co-creating with with your people with your women and your tribe like you me and Amanda and what we believe in co-creating there and other people that we each just if you share your love you're gonna get it back just like you're just saying just repeating yeah. what you said. <laughs> Perfect. I love hearing it. Oh, <laughs> thanks. I'm so happy we got to connect and just catch up and have this conversation. I always love chatting with you and we need to have another book club and read. I was just thinking that. Yeah, because we read um, A New Earth. Yeah. Right. That was a great book. Have you read I The Power of Now? We read, we read Untamed, but we never talked about it. <laughs> yeah. Did you finish it? untamed yeah yeah how did you like that book it was interesting it was a different view on owning your power basically Mm -hmm. and I I mean I liked it there were Mm -hmm. some chapters that I was like yeah near the end I didn't like it as much I wasn't as obsessed as everyone yeah me too Yes, I felt the same. I felt, I think a lot of people were obsessed because that's the first spark in them that they felt like, oh, I can be different. Where like, I think us as people, I'm always like, I've always been like, you know, I'm not tamed. Like nobody's putting me in a box. Yeah, no way. (laughs) Yeah, I think we're already those kind of people that are already, you know, like, I'm going to do this. I don't, this is what I'm passionate about. This is what I'm into. Yeah. So I think for- certain personalities and individuals that book was probably like a huge like oh my gosh um where we've always been aware I'm like I've always been aware that society does this to women and yeah I don't want to be a part of that (laughs) yeah we're gonna make our own path we are we should just write a book how about that I know someday (laughs) I want to that'd be good that would be pretty cool A a different chap like each part in the book is our own views yeah yeah I think that's really interesting and good to always good to hear different people's ways of saying and thinking their perspective yes it's so good well um it was a pleasure yes thanks for doing this with me of course and I love you and I hope to see you soon I love you and I will one day make a trip out there. <laughs> I know. You and Amanda just need to come down here. I know. I want to go to Arizona because not in the summer though. I cannot be there in the summer. 
too hot <laughs> too hot for my fiery energy <laughs> maybe we can all meet up in Hawaii one day I'm so there I would love <laughs> I know I love I would love if you lived in Hawaii so I could get shaved ice <laughs> shaved ice my favorite thing there they have shaved ice with macadamia not ice cream at the bottom it's so good huh yeah, maybe i'll to... try that where are you going in hawaii what oahu island? oahu okay i've never been there me neither that will be so fun i can't wait to see pictures and hear about oh, your best believe i'm gonna blow up social media <laughs> yay i'll see it all right Alyssa, i love you and have a great you. saturday and i hope to see you soon Yes. Bye. Bye.